الحمد لله الحمد لله نستعه نستنصره ونستعينه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله تطمئن بها القلوب شهادة تطمئن بها القلوب إذا قضى أمرا فإنما يقول له كن فيكون وأشهد أن سيدنا وحبيبنا وهادينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم عبده ورسوله لقد كان لكم في رسول الله أسوة حسنة لمن كان يرجو الله واليوم الآخر وذكر الله كثيرا من يطع الله ورسوله وأولي الأمر من المؤمنين فلا مضل له ومن يعص الله ورسوله وأولي الأمر من المؤمنين فلا هادي له ومن يتوكل على الله فإن الله على كل شيء قدير لا تخفى عليه خافية يعلم السر وأخفى أما بعد Dear committed Muslims, brothers and sisters Khutbas sometimes are like food you have a meal that is high in proteins or carbohydrates and you may have another meal that has vegetables and fruits in it maybe our the overwhelming majority of our previous khutbas were high calorie khutbas to bring down the calorie count for those who relish maybe fruits and vegetables maybe you can categorize at least the first khutbah here as less in calorie output than what you are familiar with one of the components of our Islamic character and our Islamic well-being in these years that we have on this drifting away world one of the features that is integral to us is a dua 
course, many of you have heard of dua. Many of you repeat dua. But let us try to have a better understanding of this necessary component of who we are. وَقَالَ رَبُّكُمُ ادْعُونِي أَسْتَجِبْ لَكُمْ And your sustainer said, Call upon me and I will respond to you. These are words from the source of eternal truth. So what is a dua? And what is its meaning? Many of us are involved in dua in a traditional way. We go to some jalsa, we go to some halaqa, we go to some dars, or we go to some meeting or get together, and at the beginning or throughout it or at the end, there is this series of dua. What is to be more original about it? What is a dua? Simply speaking, a dua is someone inferior speaking to someone superior. That's as simple as it gets. So in our case, we are human lives, as the English wording would have it. And when we express our dua, we are expressing it to the divine authoritative superior, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The content of the dua is interpreted by the person expressing the dua always to be beneficial. When you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for something, you're asking him for something advantageous. Even if you are expressing a dua against, let's say, a threat, a danger, an enemy, Allahumma alayka bihim, Allahumma anta al-qawiyyul qadiru alayhim, as an example, when you say that concerning forces that are against you, That is to your advantage and to your benefit. It might be against someone, but it's for your life and your survival. So the content of a dua is always advantageous and positive. And then when we express a dua, we are making a statement Forget about the words of the dua, just by the intention of saying a dua, we are recognizing that we are powerless. We can't do something that we want done. So we orient ourselves towards the Almighty who can do anything He wants within His infinite wisdom. And we ask, 
O oh Allah, and then whatever dua that follows. So a dua, regardless of the content of the dua, a dua is a confession of our weakness, vulnerability, and lack of resources. And this is a feature of human society. The ayah in Surah Iqra says, كَلَّا إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لَيَطْغَى أَرَّآهُ اسْتَغْنَى But indeed, but rather, social beings, you and I, tend to abuse power when we consider ourselves sufficient. Sufficient in material resources, sufficient in power, sufficient in whatever life has to offer. At that point, we become abusive of power, of concentrated power, of overwhelming force. There's some natural attraction between a human being and the material world once a human being considers him or herself to be self-sufficient and not in any need. Kalla inna al-insana layatra arraahu istagna. الحق سبحانه وتعالى الله جل شأنه He wants to listen to his subject He wants to listen to you and me He wants to hear the words Ya Rab He loves and likes that So when we express our dua when we do so with the fervency of our hearts and the meanings in our minds at that time when we express ourselves maybe we're not aware of it but that's the moment that Allah wants to hear us the opposite is true when those who are in denial of Allah, they don't consider Allah, they don't think about Allah, they don't feel any attachment to Allah. In other words, the word kafir. When these types of individuals never think about any dua, and if they do, if you see an individual who cares less about Allah, Azza wa Jal, and then he has his hands extended and he's saying some type of dua. That dua is artificial and superficial because Allah has never been on his mind. So another way of thinking about the scarcity of the kafirs, thinking about Allah or asking Allah, another way, about, uh, another way of thinking about this, Allah doesn't want to hear their voices. Unlike those who acknowledge Allah's power and authority, 
they are absent-minded of him and he doesn't want to listen to them. There is a hadith related to Allah's Prophet that fit into these general meanings which will be now umbrellaed with some ayat. لو كانت الدنيا, the Prophet may Allah's peace and blessings be upon him and his says لو كانت الدنيا تساوي عند الله جناح بعوضة ما سقى الكافر منها جرعة ماء If this world, this lively world or this worldly life was equivalent to the wing of a gnat or a mosquito that wing if this whole world and everything that it means to materialistic people and to earthly creatures if this whole world was equivalent to the wing of a mosquito Allah wouldn't have offered a kafir or made available for a kafir a sip of water. That's how trivial all of this is, if we just understood. Now, we come to the content of the dua. As we said, everyone who expresses a dua wants something that helps in life in his personal life his family life his social life something that helps him within his own self or her own self they want something good from Allah but Allah even though in your mind when you are asking Allah for something good it might in the larger scheme of things in Allah's knowledge it might not be good. So the ayah in Surah Al-Isra says, وَيَدْعُوا الْإِنسَانُ بِالشَّرِّ دُعَاءَهُ بِالْخَيْرِ وَكَانَ الْإِنسَانُ عَجُولًا Insan, we social beings, we express our dua for things that are detrimental as much as we express ourselves in dua for things that are beneficial. وَكَانَ الْإِنسَانُ عَجُولًا Man in his nature tends to be in a rush. You want something to happen immediately or within your time frame. But when things happen, they happen according to the will of Allah. وَمَا تَشَاءُونَ إِلَّا أَنْ يَشَاءَ اللَّهِ هُوَ أَهْلُ التَّقْوَى وَأَهْلُ الْمَغْفِرَةِ So if you are asking Allah for something and it doesn't materialize when you expect it to or even something which you consider to be catastrophic or something to be unhelpful happens know that all of these happenings whatever their nature is are happening not according to our measurement of time 
and benefit and harm, all of this happens according to Allah's measurement. فَعَسَىٰ أَن تَكْرَهُ شَيْئًا وَيَجْعَلَ اللَّهُ فِيهِ خَيْرًا كَثِيرًا There may be some things that we are, we dislike. They happen in our lives, we dislike them. But we don't know in the final analysis that they may turn out to be, to have been very beneficial for us. In this regard, a human being is located, if we want to simplify things, we are located between two poles. On one side there is shukr, on the other side there is sabr. That's one way of looking at our lifetime. If something pleases us and we think that it fits within the grace of Allah, we are duty bound to express our shukr. If something else though happens, the opposite of that, something we think this, this must cause me to lose a day or a week or a year in my life. It's a setback, something that you consider to be a setback. It happens in your life. You are duty bound to express your sabr. Shukr on one side, sabr on the other side. That's who we are. Another ayah says, لا تحسبوه شرا لكم بل هو خير لكم. Surah An-Nur and the previous ayah was from Surah An-Nisa. Another issue that has to be explained because some of you express dua more than others that's the, that's a condition if we wanted to be frank about ourselves that's a condition of the muslims today in their daily lives or in their monthly lives some are more expressive of dua than others we're not here this is not a judgment statement saying someone is better than someone. No, no, no. It's just trying to diagnose reality. What's the fact of life? Now, I want you to listen to this quite carefully because it has a lot of meanings to it. Right now, we will move from the strict meanings of dua, human social beings asking Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala and now we're going to just talk about ourselves when I ask you or when you ask someone how does that go and how power and authority are included in it in real life this is real life brothers and sisters in real life there, there are ranks in society. We have people who are senior, whether it's in the job force, whether it's in academia, whether it's in the family, whether wherever you go. Some people appear to be senior and others are lesser. As an example, 
the job structure. You go to work. When you go to work, there's a person called the supervisor or the boss. And then the others are called the employees. Whatever job that is, this is as an example. When a boss asks his employee to do something, that is called, to be technical about it, it's called an order. You have no choice. You do this, and that's an order. He doesn't, he doesn't have to say it's an order. Just by the fact that one ranks high and the other one ranks low, when the higher asks the lower, it's just asking. The interpretation of it is a command or a demand. He has to do it. Amr, for those familiar with some Islamic terminology. In life also, there are equals. One employee speaking to another employee, or one boss speaking to another boss. When a boss speaks to a boss, or an employee speaks to an employee, that is a solicitation or a request. Because here it's from equal to equal. That's called, for those who are familiar with some Islamic terminology, that's called iltimas. In some of our cultures, one Muslim meets another and then after the conversation or at the time of parting say, iltimas dua. Here, you are on equal par with your interlocutor, whoever you are speaking with, you and him are considered here equal. So this equality, you're, you're telling him, ask. You're asking him for a dua to Allah. Now, if a person is the lesser person, someone who doesn't have authority, doesn't have power, when he or she asks for something that is an equivalent to appealing or even in extreme conditions begging. All of these three categories, the three of them, the upper ranking individual the, the equivalents and then from lower to upper all of these are just asking that's all we're doing one human being asking another human being but why is it that when and, and I'm going to take the stark example why is it that when a high-ranking individual asks for something to be done, why is that considered an order? And then when a lower individual is asking a higher individual for something to be done, 
Why is that begging? That's I'm, I'm taking the extremes here. There are shades of differences. But for you to understand, why? The, the simple answer to that, two words, power and authority. The whole subject is encapsulated in two words, power and authority. If there was no power and authority in the world, none of it. It's just one person asking another, that's all. No one is feeling that he or she is begging. No one is feeling that he or she is giving orders. It wouldn't exist. But brothers and sisters, we live in real life. And so when we speak, when we ask for something, the words that come out of our mouths are going to be understood within the definitions that I just explained. Very rarely, there are, like everything, there are exceptions to the rule. And very rarely the exception is when there is a boss, someone who is very senior, having power and authority. When he speaks to someone who's very pedestrian, very robbed of the vestiges of power and authority in life when these two speak together you know that you have the truth and justice that is required when the lesser fortunate one in life when he is spoken to by those who have power and authority, he doesn't feel that he has been given an order. And likewise, when the person who has power and authority speaks to the inferior person asking him something, the general impression between the two is I'm not giving you an order. And you can take what you just heard and hopefully you were tuned in and understood a dynamic in life that makes it very pertinent to the all the khutbas that you've listened to throughout all of these years. Maybe we're filling in here some of the blanks that were left in some of these khutbas. I will conclude this first khutbah by a hadith Qudsi. I'll state it sentence by sentence in Arabic and then try to approximate its meanings in English. Ya ibadi. كلكم ضال إلا من هديته. Oh my subjects, Allah is speaking to us. All of you are on the wrong course. You're going in the wrong direction. 
except for he whom I have guided. Ask me for guidance and I will guide you. Human beings have an ego. This is not in the hadith here. I'm going out. Human beings have an ego. They don't want to ask Allah. Which means their relationship with Allah needs improvement. وَكُلُّكُمْ فَقِيرٌ إِلَّا مَنْ أَغْنَيْتُهُ And all of you are in need. All of you are poor. Except for he who I have made sufficient. Self-sufficient. Not in need. فَسَلُونِي أَرْزُقُكُمْ Ask me. And I will provide for you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his exaltation is asking us to ask him. And all of you will commit mistakes and even sins except for he whom I have given the wholesome character of not doing such a thing. فَمَنْ عَلِمَ مِنْكُمْ أَنِّي ذُو قُدْرَةٍ عَلَى الْمَغْفِرَةِ فَاسْتَغْفَرَنِي غَفَرْتُ لَهُ وَلَا أُبَالِي Whoever of you knows, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaking, whoever of you knows that I have the capability of effacing all of your wrongs and then asks me for forgiveness, I will forgive him or her. And I don't mind. وَلَوْ أَنَّ أَوَّلَكُمْ وَآخِرَكُمْ وَحَيَّكُمْ وَمَيِّتَكُمْ وَرَطِبَكُمْ وَيَابِسَكُمْ اجْتَمَعُوا عَلَىٰ أَنْقَى قَلْبِ رَجُلٍ مِنْ عِبَادِي مَا زَادَ ذَلِكَ فِي مُلْكِي جَنَاحَ بَعُوضًا If the first of you all the way to the last of you those of you who have been deceased and those of you who are alive those of you who are healthy and those of you who are infirm if all of you were to be combined within the pulses of one heart of one of my servants 
all of that would not increase my dominion an iota. And if the first of you to the last of you and whoever is alive and whoever has been deceased and whoever is healthy and whoever is unhealthy, if they were to be combined together responsive to the pulse of one man of my servants of one deceptive or one confrontational man of my servants that would not take away one iota of my dominion and if from the first man to the last man dead and alive healthy and sick if they were to come together on one plateau on one plane and every one of them was to ask for the best thing that he wants the most expensive and demanding thing that he wants and I gave every one of them everything they asked for that would not take away one scintilla of my dominion except it would be like someone going to an ocean and sinking into the ocean a needle and then raising that needle from the ocean how much did that ocean decrease that's an example of trying to have you explain how abundant Allah is and how stingy we are in our asking him for whatever we need ذلك بأني جواد ماجد أفعل ما أريد عطائي كلام وعذابي كلام إنما أمري إذا أردت شيئا أن أقول له كن فيكون أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم أدعوه وَأَنْتُمْ مُوْقِنُونَ بِالْإِجَابَةِ Call upon him while you are certain that he's going to answer. وَتُوبُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ مَتَابًا الحمد لله بجميع المحامد على جميع النعم وإن تعدوا نعمة الله لا تحصوها أما بعد Dear committed brothers and dear committed sisters After having visited some of these meanings with a working mind and a throbbing heart We take 
we look, open our eyes and look at what's happening in our real world. We can't imagine that we are in a fairy world somewhere, there's no real things happening in life that will orient us towards Allah and ask Him Our concern, as you know, all of these years, working on 35 years now, being forced by Muslims to have our Jumu'ah Salah in the street, under the elements. These, no one should lose sight of these, of that Saudi criminal family. And no one can say, after 35 years of their crime, it's a crime to deny Muslims access to the house of Allah and to the masha'ir of Allah. We've heard in the past weeks how they round the, oh, the, the, the same family rounded up members of its own family. This is what happens to crooks and criminals. They begin to turn against themselves. Now, the information that's coming out is that particular strain in that family, the nucleus family of Salman and his son, MBS, as he is abbreviated, they're trying to extract 70% of the wealth that belongs to these people now who are in detention in the Ritz-Carrollton and in another hotel in their capital. 70%, which, according to some figures, amounts to $400 billion. When you put this figure into context, you'll find that the President of the United States, when he went over there, there was around $400 billion that these rulers in that sacred land agreed to pay for whatever, weapons, armaments, etc. That regime has frozen the personal accounts of the individuals now who are under arrest, under royal arrest in a hotel in their capital. Just recently, that criminal ruling family the day after tomorrow, Sunday, there's going to be a meeting of the foreign ministers of the Arab countries. And this regime that is being used by Zionism and imperialism wants to freeze the membership 
of the Lebanese government in the Arab League. And its explanation is that that government is supportive of Hezbollah, which is the only force in that whole region that stood up to Israeli aggression and showed them the stars of midday. One of their officials, who is considered the right-hand man of MBS, used to be their ambassador in Iraq. His name is Thamir al-Sabhan. He was here last week in this city. What is he doing here? Whatever he was doing, probably asking, asking, he doesn't ask Allah. There's no dua in his life. He's coming over here and his dua is somewhere probably in the State Department or in the Pentagon or in Langley or wherever. But it was said that he got an earful here because of the reckless policies that no one can predict the results of. They came down hard on him saying, what are you doing? He has, by the way, the file. He carries the file of Lebanon and some Arab countries in that region. So they dressed him down. Now, the interior ministry of that imposed rule on the land of the prophet that interior ministry is subjecting everyone, no exclusions, whether they are princes, whether they are billionaires, whoever they are. When they enter the kingdom and when they leave the kingdom, everything in their possession, in their carry-ons, in their luggage, everything is checked. goes to show you how nervous they've become. Hariri, the ex-prime minister, we don't know his status, whether he is going to rescind his decision or not, but he told a high-ranking official from the Islamic Republic in Lebanon a few weeks ago that he is willing to be a go-between between Al-Riyadh and Tehran. Someone has to find some type of solution to this tension between these two countries that are polarizing the whole area. And look what happened to him. He had to resign his position in that kingdom of wealth and no one knows whether he's restricted in his movements latest news is that he's going to go to France and settle there whatever the case is this is what happens are these Muslims who want the good that is in the book of Allah and the sunnah of his messenger another development and these developments keep on coming in at a at a fast pace another development is they're taking away the word shaykh the title the word Shaykh is a title. And 
usually in that kingdom it is used to precede the names of the super wealthy entrepreneurs and those who have a lot of clout in society because of their wealth a new law was enacted this past week that says only those who have a religious character may be called sheikh or if they are a chief of a tribe only which is another slap in the face of the wealthy affluent class in their own kingdom there are three other governments in Arab countries that have also frozen the bank accounts and the assets of those who are now in detention in the hotels in Riyadh. Those three countries are the United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, and Lebanon. And finally, well, you can say fresh off the press, the Saudi the Saudis who are preparing for war they received a list from the Israelis the contacts between the Saudis who are colonizing the Holy Land and the Israelis who are colonizing the Holy Land both of them are colonizers if someone said these words 35 years ago there would have been antennas going up but now it's becoming clearer month after month and even week after week so the Saudi regime receives a list from the Israeli regime of 30 Hezbollah military military positions in South Lebanon that was intercepted by Hezbollah along with that information was information that said that the Saudi regime is preparing 60 fighter bombers to bomb Lebanon those positions that they have a map of all at once and they even decided the time of that military operation in that communique that was intercepted by those who have a healthy relationship with Allah Azza wa Jal. So after this interception, Hezbollah communicated to the Saudis through third parties that they, Hezbollah, has the coordinates, the exact positions of 60 vital installations in that corrupt kingdom 60 of them and if any aggression and war is going to start against Lebanon there's going to be a counter response to it 60 places in that kingdom among them the following six 
mansions, palaces, castles belonging to the royal family. Aramco, that oil company that is paraded as the number one oil company in the world. Seven military bases and airports. And the bridge that links the Arabian Peninsula with Al-Bahrain. And 25 other targets, just said 25 targets, colon, surprise, meaning they don't want to disclose them. 21 other targets were not pinpointed, but was followed by the smoke emanating from those targets is going to fill the whole region. And the fire coming out of those targets cannot be extinguished. And at the end of this indirect correspondence to the Saudi warmongers, we know that you are planning now to attack certain targets and we want you to know that we are making this public as a challenge to you and let us see what you are going to do and you will see our response to that these words come from people who have been growing and maturing in these years. And they have a healthy relationship of dua with Allah. Tabaraka wa ta'ala. Allahumma arina al-haqqa haqqan warzuqna attiba'ah. Wa arina al-batila batilan warzuqna ajtinaabah. ولا تجعله ملتبسا علينا واجعلنا للمتقين اماما اللهم بك نحاول وبك نصاول وبك نقاتل اللهم انصرنا بالحق وانصر الحق بنا اللهم كن معنا ولا تكن علينا ربنا أفرغ علينا صبرا وثبت أقدامنا وانصرنا على القوم الكافرين ربنا وسعت كل شيء رحمة وعلما فاغفر للذين تابوا واتبعوا سبيلك وقهم عذاب الجحيم ربنا وأدخلهم جنات عدن التي وعدتهم ومن صلح من آبائهم وأزواجهم وذرياتهم إنك أنت العزيز الحكيم 
ربنا صل على محمد وآل محمد وبارك على محمد وآل محمد وصل على إبراهيم وآل إبراهيم وبارك على إبراهيم وآل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والعصر إن الإنسان لفي خسر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر ومن أظلم ممن منع مساجد الله أن يذكر فيها اسمه وسعى في خرابها أولئك ما كان لهم أن يدخلوها إلا خائفين لهم في الدنيا خزي ولهم في الآخرة عذاب عظيم إن الله يأمركم أن تؤدوا الأمانات إلى أهلها وإذا حكمتم بين الناس أن تحكموا بالعدل إن الله نعم يعظكم به إن الله كان سميعا بصيرا ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون وأقم الصلاة أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله الله أكبر 